This episode is sponsored by Circle K. Get the most savings on every gallon when you fuel with the Circle K Fleet Card. Learn more at CircleKFleetCards.com. Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine and which is sponsored by Circle K. I'm Mike Antich, editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of March 21, 2022. And for this week's episode, I'd like to pick up where I left off last week and provide an assessment of the fleet market using the words of actual fleet managers to support my observations. And as we all know, there are strong inflationary pressures being exerted throughout the economy. I mean, fuel prices have skyrocketed to historic highs. Vehicle acquisition costs are trending upwards, and fleets have been experiencing upward pricing pressures on many fleet costs almost across the board. These market dynamics have reignited discussions and many fleets about the merits of driver reimbursement as a less expensive alternative to the traditional fleet program of company-provided vehicles. And here's what one fleet manager said, quote, at my company, some are saying we can eliminate today's high cost of vehicles and high fuel prices by doing away with the fleet program and moving instead to an allowance or reimbursement based model, end of quote. And it seems like it was inevitable, you know, for these discussions to resurface in today's high cost um, environment. And we most likely will be hearing much more about this in the coming months. But I'd like to examine another market force that's currently impacting the traditional fleet program, and that's been the widespread adoption of the work-from-home business model and its unintended consequence to fleet drivers. And as more salespeople nowadays interact online with their customers and prospects, you know, they've been experiencing a decline in the number of business miles driven, which puts some below the mileage threshold to be eligible for a company vehicle as stated in fleet policy. So consider this quote from a fleet manager, quote, as more of our work is done virtually, it is leading to lower mileage accumulation by salespeople. A large volume of our vehicle returns have been due to employees no longer having enough annual business miles to qualify for a company vehicle, end of quote. And here's another quote from a fleet manager who works at a Fortune 500 company. So, quote, the future of our sales has shifted. We now have a new norm of lower annual fleet mileage, which is less than the pre-pandemic records. This is causing us to reevaluate today's higher fleet costs in relation to what some perceive as the declined value of a fleet car. End of quote. You know, and this has been brought up by other fleet managers with whom I've spoken. Many employees, these are prior fleet drivers, are simply not driving enough miles nowadays to meet the eligibility threshold to be assigned a company fleet vehicle. And another topic of conversation has been the shortfalls of today's fleet budgets. And when preparing their, these current budgets, I mean, most fleet managers anticipated that costs would increase, but they dramatically underestimated how much they actually would increase. And in all fairness, none of us foresaw fleet costs increasing as dramatically and as much as they have in recent months. 
So listen to this quote from another fleet manager who explained the impact of much higher operating costs on his fleet budget. So quote, we planned for higher fuel prices, but we didn't plan for $4.50 a gallon. Our drivers in California are paying $5.80 a gallon for gasoline and almost $7 a gallon for diesel. Our maintenance costs are higher than what we had budgeted and accident repair costs are almost double in cost. None of this was foreseen, end of quote. And here's another quote from another fleet manager who explained how his fleet's fixed costs are higher than what was budgeted. So quote, I've lost all negotiating power with OEMs as the law of supply and demand is not working in a fleet manager's favor. Acquisition costs are up, incentives are down, which has diminished my buying power, end of quote. And for the overwhelming majority of companies where fleet vehicles are a revenue generation tool, these higher expenses are simply viewed as a cost of doing business and these costs will be passed on to their customers. However, difficulties in sourcing replacement vehicles and higher fleet costs are causing other companies to investigate ways to conduct their business by minimizing the use of a fleet vehicle. So for instance, here's what one fleet manager shared with me as some of the strategies his company's investigating and talking among themselves. So one, can tools and equipment be kept at a job site instead of having to bring them each morning and then take them back in the evening? Or two, can employees use personal vehicles to get to and from the job site if the tools are already there? And three, can upfits be eliminated from cargo van interiors and simply use the floor of the van to carry material? But the bigger story is that these unprecedented market forces are causing some companies to start looking at alternatives to their traditional fleet programs. And I'm convinced that the company fleet program of tomorrow will be dramatically different than what it is today, especially when the next generation of fleet managers take over our job responsibilities. None of us can predict the future, but if you want to know the mindset of fleet professionals 15 to 20 years from now, look at today's teenagers who in 15 to 20 years from now will be in their mid to late 30s. Today's generation of fleet managers, namely you and I, we've had it drilled into our head to avoid the mistake of saying that's the way it's always been done. Just as how we question the business models of our predecessors, so too will future fleet professionals question the fleet business model of today. And I predict that one of the fundamental questions to be addressed in the future will be the value of regular face-to-face -face meetings. The next generation of fleet managers, they're all going to be digital natives. In other words, they were born after the internet was created. They've only known life with the internet. They have no idea what life without the internet would be like. They forged all of their personal relationships using social media. And communication with them is primarily online. And they're very comfortable working in a virtual environment. So think of today's accepted fleet management practices from their perspective and ask yourself the following questions to assess the value of face-to-face -face meetings versus virtual meetings. So one, is it cost-effective and productive to have a two-hour round-trip drive in your car for a one-hour meeting? Or two, what will contribute to meeting corporate sustainability goals, driving from point A to point B or meeting virtually? And three, what's safer, interacting with customers remotely or putting yourself at risk behind the wheel of a car? 
These are questions that will be answered not by you and I. These are questions that will be answered by, fleet, by the fleet managers of tomorrow. And how do you think they're going to answer these questions? So with that as my final observation, I would like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of March 21, 2022, and I'd like to thank you for watching.